This is Mornings with Ben Davis, right across the SEN network in Queensland and streaming on the SEN app. Text us anytime, 0467 736 736 or call 131355. Oh, big international flavour today in the show from Vegas to across the ditch in New Zealand as well and to Cougarai Oval, which is getting a lot of love in our best suburban grounds. The top five today, suburban grounds, grounds which you love to watch sport at that Imagine bringing a big game of whatever sport it may be, cricket, NRL, rugby union, AFL, where would you like to see exposed and have one of those, well, suburban, feel-good, just old-school type games? We see Leichhardt Oval get wheeled out every year. We see Belmore as well in the NRL. But Cougarai is topping the list at the moment. This one, the best suburban ground, the Chook Pen at Cougarai Oval on a Sunday afternoon. That is real rugby league. Yeah, the texts keep coming in through if you stick your name rugby on it. Rugby league. Yeah, correct. You put your, thank you, Peter, put your name on it as well. Just so we can give you a shout out. Outstanding. And g'day to all the new listeners too. Uh, this one from Tony and Bundaberg. Tony, great to have you part of the show. Uh, Adam, I'll get to you in just a moment. Adam Collins, that is, standing by in New Zealand. Uh, morning, Ben. Salisbury Oval. In Adelaide, Salisbury Oval in Adelaide. It's for AFL or cricket. Perfect amphitheatre. A mound goes halfway around the oval. I like this. A perfect place to park the car and watch. Now you're talking. And it was the ground where Buff Lehman and Stewie Jew learnt their trades. Tony, wealth of knowledge. Salisbury Oval, Adelaide. I'm putting it on the list. Will it make the top five? We'll find out before midday today. Uh, we know that on Thursday, Australia and New Zealand are going to get it on in cricket. It's been a while since we've had a test match in that part of the world between the two countries. Eight years, in fact. But speaking of fantastic grounds, the Basin Reserve in Wellington is an absolute ripper. And it's where we find Adam Collins, part of SEN's commentary team. Colo, good morning. It is in the perfect day. I'm looking out from our commentary position, which the beautiful old Vance stand, it's got these unusual roofs where there's multiple different, uh, I suppose, peaks to it. And we look out through one of them from our box for SEN Test Cricket this week. I'm watching the Australian team field in front of me and going through their paces, their main long training session. And you're right, it feels just like suburban ground or a county ground in some respects. There's a museum here, there's a second-hand bookshop, which I can't wait to tear into later. There's a war memorial on the uh, on the eastern side of the ground there, a nice little gazebo. Uh, and, um, yeah, this is a, a very special place, and there's a reason why people often identify it as one of the, the best test venues, proper test cricket grounds in the world. I love the fact that when you get a wide shot of the ground, or even from a particular angle, depending on what end the bowl is at, the, the picket fence and the cars just driving past on the... I mean, you're not far from the city centre there either, are you? It's It's amazing. That's right. Well, there's a thing called the Basin Run. A friend of mine, Glenn, was telling me about this, where you, you stop at the... I can see where you would do it. It is a roundabout. It's not a roundabout. Huge roundabout. Yeah. Um, you stop at the lights. You jump out of the car. You sprint around the ground while the car goes around the roundabout. You jump in the car at the next traffic light. So um, that is the thing that people do uh, here, the Basin Run. So they don't run straight through the middle of the ground. I must, I must say that when I was here in 2016, the last time Australia played test cricket in New Zealand at Christchurch, um, the day Brendan McCullum made his ridiculous 54-ball 100 or whatever it was, oh, yeah. there was a streaker. 
who, who did take on the security staff, but he made it from one end of the ground to the other. Uh, he beat the cops, jumped back over the fence. And I remember Jeremy Coney, who's part of our commentary team this week. I was working with him that week as well, commentating the whole thing and doing a splendid job. So, um, yeah, cricket has a, a slightly more laid-back feel in this part of the world. It's the most gentle and beautiful tour you can go on. Outstanding stuff. SEN's coverage, 9 a.m. Thursday here on SENQ. Uh, Colo, who I'm speaking to, uh, Jared is going to be part of it. Obviously, Smithy, Daniel McCarty as well, 6.93 a.m. or listen on the app. It's always crystal clear there. Um, eight years, Colo, I mean, that, that's a thing. Remind me, conditions in New Zealand, it's kind of English-like, isn't it? Suits swing bowling. Yep, 18 degrees today, um, and they're expecting it to be, broadly speaking, like this for the first three days. So it's gentle, mild, beautiful, mm. um, perfect conditions for cricket. Windy city, so that'll be a factor, oh, that's right, yeah. um, or tends to be a factor in cricket here in terms of which end you bowl at and that kind of thing. Um, the pitch is green at the moment, but it always is over here. It's quite deceptive. You'll hear a lot of talk on social media. About them. Oh, here it is. Can't work out which pitch it is in the square. It all looks green. <laughs> um, ignore a lot of that. You can, you can put a lot of that to one side. Um, the the perception of Test cricket over here is that it's played on this raging green seamers and wickets tumble. Um, it doesn't really play out that way in practice. It is deceptive. The, the the grass on the pitch, whilst live, it tends to after the first hour or so settle down into quite a nice wicket to bat on at the basin. Same at Christchurch where we are next week. So um, it'll look green, no doubt. It looks very green at the pitch I'm looking at at the moment, but it'll play more like a uh, well mentioned England before, more like a mm. county pitch where it can appear quite green but can play quite low. But it also um, there is going to be something there in the first hour for the bowler. So there's always the incentive to look at bowler first here if conditions suit and it should. Colo, let's drill down on the Queenslanders uh, and you mentioned county cricket. A bloke who took county cricket by storm last season, last summer in the UK, Michael Nisa. And he's on this tour. Mm. He's on this trip. Is he a is he a fair income option? Do you think he might play, if not first test, well, second? There's only two tests. No. <laughs> oh, be still my beating heart. That's all I can really say. If Michael Nisa was kicked, I might run out there, you know, um, <laughs> in celebration. Yes. Um, I, I, I'll be right I, you know, behind I, you. I've been, watching, I've been watching Michael Nisa bowl in the nets and knock over Australian batters for fun for the last five years since he started making test squads in 2018. Uh, and he's only got two opportunities. Both came in Adelaide in day-night test matches. Mm. The challenge for him, like there is for a whole generation of Australian fast bowlers and seamers, is that they've been in the pecking order behind Cummins, Stark, Hazelwood, three all-timers for Australia. So it's not just Nisa. There's a whole group of them who've not played anywhere near as much international cricket than otherwise would have been the case, especially test cricket. Because the big three have always prioritised wearing the baggy green, which is a great thing. It's a great thing that I'm watching Mitchell Stark bowl the ball uh, right now, actually, on the uh, on the pitch alongside the main surface here. And, um, you know, he's always declined um, the riches of the IPL until this season. Uh, well, since 2015, so nine years out of the IPL in mm. order to prioritise playing this cricket for Australia. So credits to them for that. But it has made life tougher for Nisa, who finds himself on the next row, if you like, along with Scott Boland, who's the other seamer on this trip. So I don't expect either of them will play. Um, I think they'll both be, once again, wearing the, the high-vis vest and mixing the cordial. But... In the event there was an injury uh, or anything remotely like that, um, pretty good option uh, to turn yeah. to someone like Nisa, who looks born to bowling conditions like this. And the reference to England, spot on. The way he's got that that Duke's ball to hoop uh, and to work off the seam when playing for the Morgan, um, well, it speaks for itself, really. He's been phenomenal in those conditions. It's a shame he's never played a test match in England. He's been on two tours and 
and looked like he would have been a, a good shout on either of them. But uh, again, it comes back to that pecking order where he sits at the moment, where he can continue to sit across his five or six years as an Australian cricketer. Yeah, horses for courses. You put him in every day of the week and twice on Sunday in New Zealand or in England as well. Uh, Mix is yeah. a bloody good cordial, I've got to say. Um, the other one, and this is the big thing too, Colin, this is our last test series until we hit the next Australian summer. There's, there's nothing for red ball cricket as far as the Aussies are concerned, no England winters or, or other tours. So after these two tests, it's straight into India here in Australia. So important hit outs, I think, for Marnus, Queenslander, and Steve Smith, he's his best mate at the top of the order. Let, let's drill down on, on Marnus. A, a, a quiet summer, a, a summer below par as far as his high lofty standards are concerned. Yeah, look, he, he he's returns over the last two and a bit years have dropped off, uh, notably. Um, he's probably just reverted to the mean where most batters end up compared to uh, where he was before, which he went on an extraordinary run for about three years there when he was making so many test centuries and went to number one in the mm-hmm. ICC batter rankings. I think from memory it was before the Melbourne test of 2021 against England and um, now he's sort of more in the... He's still in the top ten. I think he's number eight or something like that. But yeah, his returns have dropped off. There was a brilliant 100 at Old Trafford last year, which um, you know, whisper it, saved the ashes for Australia. Had Australia been rolled on that Saturday afternoon um, when England got one crack at them, one session in and around the rain, um, they, they would have lost that test match and it would have meant that England's, I mean, it's easy to say this in hindsight, but they, yeah. they could easily have won the series 3-2. So he did play his role over there in England. But as you point oh, out... What, and, no hang on, and, and, and rob us of a moral victory? Come on. Uh well, yeah, yeah, I, I, I do feel some guilt. I do. I must admit, I do feel some guilt for helping bring moral victory into the vernacular. It was always going to be taken to with gusto by, by people on the other side of the world in Australia, and my word has it been. Um, all the troll accounts and all the different clickbait accounts that exist out there, who seem to use it in every other post. Uh, but no, the, 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 the point you make about India is spot on, right? So they, they are trying to bed down a, a new top six at the moment, and it's um, it's going to be conditions which are sporting, at least initially, like I mentioned before, I just throw out the test, but against high-quality same in Tim Southey and Neil Wagner, two veterans, yeah. Willow Rourke, who had a brilliant debut against South Africa a couple of weeks ago, taking 9 for 93 match figures. So um, when it comes to Stephen Smith opening, Marnus, who hasn't had a huge summer, um, Cameron Green, he's been back in the side batting at number four. That's the long-term position they want him in. Uh, there, there are, I wouldn't say there are question marks that would be overplaying it but it's more like um, there is curiosity as to how the reconfigured batting lineup bet in ahead of a high profile home summer but of course you know one step at a time there's a long way to go between now and then cricket can move pretty fast we spoke to Usman Khawaja this morning and he made that point as well he tries not to get too far ahead of himself every player in this Aussie side is um, 30 or above apart from Labashane is nearly 30 so they're they're not sort of thinking in, in long-term cycles at the moment, the side. They're thinking more about year-to-year or, or indeed series-to-series, which is perfectly healthy. Um, a, a number of these players will go to England and play county cricket, so they'll still be playing red ball cricket throughout the course of the winter. That's what you're playing, test matches. So a contrast to last year where they went from the home summer to a long tour of India, the World Test Championship final, to five Ashes test matches and back into a home summer, and they were completely knackered by the end of that. Um, this time around, they can give it their all over the next fortnight, knowing they won't have to fetch the baggy green for about seven months, seven or eight months.
Yeah, that'll be fresh when they come to our summer. Uh, mate, we cannot wait for your fresh, sprightly call come Thursday morning. The neighbourhood feud ignites again. It's been a long time between drinks across the Tasman. Uh, eight years uh, since we last played a test match uh, in that part of the world. Um, Colo, thank you. Enjoy the rest of uh, the, the Basin run. I, I, I Actually, I want to hear you on the commentary come Thursday saying that you've completed the Basin run. Oh, that, that's the sort of thing we've got our uh, head of cricket, Mitch Scott, out here with us this week, and he's quite creative when it comes to depositing us into scoreboards to commentate, you know, all these yep. types of things that make the coverage have extra texture. Um, let, let's not tell him that I've told you that. He'll have me running around the roundabout um, with a microphone in my hand. So um, let's see how we go. But, yeah, can't wait. They're beautiful grounds to call at, um, and it's going to be, yeah, it's been eight years waiting for this, so we're going to make the most of it. Outstanding, mate. Thank you. Appreciate it. Good luck. Good hunting. Cheers. Just another reason to be listening to SENQ. Keep it locked here. Cannot wait for that. It's 10 to 53.